Today, we're chatting all about the next level of human design. Once you've learned about your type and your strategy and started to explore more of your human design, how do you actually start to use this when you're working with others, whether that be in a team environment with your coworkers or people that you're hiring in your business or even your family members. Today, I'm really excited to have Miranda on and we have a totally authentic, just back and forth chit chat about team dynamics and deconditioning and all of the next level human design questions that I'm so happy I got to ask her today. So if you are diving deep with us into human design, this episode is perfect for you. Grab a coffee or put your earbuds in and get outside in nature for a walk and let's chat about human design and team dynamics. Ready to turn your passion for helping others into a thriving, profitable dream business and career? Well, you're in the right place, my friend. Welcome to the Magnetic Business Podcast. I'm on a mission to make starting your own online service business feel straightforward and simple so you can skip past the months or years of struggling and second guessing. Join me, your host, Lexi Sparrow, as I take big business ideas and break them down into actionable mini trainings, step-by-step strategies, and share with you honest conversations about the early days of entrepreneurship and interviews with guest experts. Calling all nutritionists, consultants, life coaches, healers, and dreamers, this show is for you. Let's get started building your magnetic business. My guest today is Miranda Mitchell, an energetic alignment coach and traditional and quantum human design specialist who helps leaders in the industry align energetically so that they can create more impact with sustainability and ease. Hey, Miranda, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have a human design expert here to chat all about next level human design. I know we've talked about basics on the show before and really how to get started, but I can't wait to hear your perspective on using human design and how we can work better with others. Mm, I love that you said next level. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. How did you even find human design? That's one thing I love to ask people who are dabbling all the way up to teaching and coaching with human design, because I feel like everyone's trajectory is so different in terms of when they discovered it, when they actually started implementing it. So can you walk us through your journey with human design a little bit? Yeah, so I did a, um, a lot of transformational work, healing work before I found human design. Um, I graduated from a transformational coaching school, and one of the individuals that I met during the schooling, actually, I saw her post on it. So I just asked her about it. And at that point in time, I wasn't ready for it. You know, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. It doesn't feel, I don't feel into it right now. So then a year goes by and then I just randomly had an idea to reach out to her and like, you know, what is this human design? Um, And then when I know I have a tendency to go deep into things anytime I find something. So this time I actually followed my strategy and I didn't even know it. I bought a book first and I decided that if I really loved the book, then I would go deep and I get certified and do all this stuff. So um, I bought the book and I read it in like a week and a half to two weeks. And I was like, okay, 
I'm hooked. And I dove in for the next two and a half, three years, um, constantly learning. I went through all four levels of Karen Cray Parker's quantum human design training. And then from there, I started coaching um, a lot on it afterwards, just to get the practice. And then since this year, um, I I love that we're talking about uh, collaborations and everything, because this year, um, that wonderful person that I reached out to, Annalena, we actually hooked up as business partners. We created Aligned Living Academy, and we have our own human design certification now that is um, in the middle of his first cohort and then starting its second cohort soon. Oh my gosh, that is so full circle and like divine timing. Obviously, you were meant to meet at that moment and hear that seed. And then years later, you guys are launching something amazing together. That's so cool. Yes. It's, and that's, it's like, that's where human design really comes in. You know, you learn about yourself, your strategy, you start feeling into it. What does it mean for you? Are you paying attention to it? Are you still pushing? So it's really about that balance of learning about it, but integrating it and practicing it because so many people are getting the information, but then they don't do anything with it. So um, it's all about the embodiment. And when you do, it's such a beautiful, beautiful experience. I'm excited to chat because I couldn't agree more. I think there's a lot of information out there, more than there ever has been with human design, which is amazing. There's so many different interpretations and people processing it and sharing it in different ways. But at the same time, information only takes you so far. It's how can you actually start living that and embodying it? And so I'd love to hear just your interpretation of what human design is and really how it can help us find this ease and this alignment and this authenticity that I find so many of us business owners are looking for. Mm, Yeah. Well, human design, um, you know, like the basics, it's the astrology, quantum mechanics, um, the Kabbalah, or however you, I always pronounce that incorrectly. Um, the Chinese uh, I Ching, as well as the chakra system. So I have a deep yogic background for probably eight years before I found human design. And that's one of the things that really attracted to me to it was the fact that it takes traditional wisdom along with new quantum mechanics. Um, I feel like traditional wisdom is so, so important. And I love that it com- like combines everything. Now, when you enter in your birth date, birth time, and birthplace, and you receive that chart. Really, it's this beautiful thing, this beautiful body graph that you were imprinted with at the time of your birth. So it's really a glance at who you truly are, because you know, within life, they have those personality tests, but those personality tests are all based on the conditioning. They're all based already on like what you believe, what's happened in your life, what experiences has happened in your life. But when you have the chart, it's really an imprint of what energy is yours, what energy is not yours, where you receive energy, what your lessons are here to learn, what you're here to be as far as energy, what keeps you grounded. So it's a beautiful thing when you can look at that and see, okay, this is what I was imprinted with here. So now I can release all of that conditioning and all of those things, all of those beliefs that I created along my life thus far, release all of that stuff. And then from there, I can then create a higher potential of what I am here to be in this life. So it's like a yes and you get to release everything, uh, know your energy, but then expand on that. Mm, 
And I feel like, again, we're talking next level and it feels like there's always a next level with human design because you can go back to the basics and just really ask yourself, am I truly living my design through my strategy? Or we can go deep into like different gates and channels and, you know, all the inner workings of the energy of your chart. And so it's one of those things where I find that even if you know some of it and you know the basics, or if you know a lot and you've been studying for years like yourself, I feel like there's always so much more to learn about ourselves. And I'm definitely like a, uh, you know, a chronic, like learning about myself. I do all the personality tests. I dive deep into all of those things, but there's never been something that's resonated just so deeply on a soul level with me as human design. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I love that. I fully agree. Now we're talking about team dynamics because I feel like this is something that is so interesting and probably really dependent on who you're working with and when and the timing and all of that. But it's so interesting to think of these big corporations or, you know, working next to somebody in a cubicle for years and just all the different inner workings of how we exchange energy with people day in and day out. And before human design, maybe not even being aware of it or aware of how people's energy are impacting us or vice versa. And so I want to open up the conversation around that and team dynamics and really leveraging your knowledge on how we can work together in more alignment. So when we're in a team, whether that's, you know, a coworker or maybe people that we've hired, um, how can we really start to dive into these dynamics and create more alignment in leveraging each other's gifts? Yeah. So the thing with each of the energy types, if you look at each one of the types, there's a certain role or gift that we each have. So when you look at all of them together, you can see that we each thrive differently. So there's the generator types who love to work, will always be inspired by working, uh, or will always work when they're inspired um, projectors who oversee the energies of everyone, manifestors are really initiating the energy of their brilliant ideas. And then the reflectors um, reflecting back to us how our environment is. Are we thriving? Are we being in alignment? So when you take all of the energies together, you can see how we're really designed to work together. We're not really designed to work alone. And in society, we've been conditioned to make ourselves seen, make ourselves heard, make yourself successful, but is usually in a way that, at least for me, it was usually in a way that was like me, like I want to be successful. I want to do this. It wasn't, I would love to work with someone and uplift them as they uplift me, as we create something beautiful and is sustainable and easy and fun. So when you bring in the different energy types and you become aware of um, certain team members that are different types, you can understand them a little bit more like the generator and the man, well, manifesting generator. I'm a manifesting generator. So we like to do things fast. We like to skip steps. Sometimes I'm, it's a joke. We autocorrect as like our best friend because we type too fast. We have to go back and redo our things, but we're really here to skip steps and to see what we can skip. Um, so we like to do all that work really quickly. So if you're in a team environment and you know that you have the manifesting generator step into that and know, you know what, you may need to look at their work and it's okay because they try to skip steps. Now, a projector type, 
they oversee the ideas and oversee people because they oversee the energies and they're not really here to work nine to five. They don't have the energy. They can, if they take in the sacral energy from the, from the generator types, but that's not theirs to keep. So they can burn out if they are believe that they're generator type and working in that way. So when you have a projector, really let them step into that. If they have a day that is exhausting for them, or if they need a shorter day, let them do that, support them in that. Um, and then the initiators or the manifestors that initiate, they're really here to get those brilliant ideas. I call them the sprinters. They get those brilliant ideas and they feel in their body and then they initiate the process and then they're burn- They're tired. They need to take a nap. And that's because they expend all of their energy, energy so powerfully that now we're here to support them in a generator type. So they receive those ideas. So when you have a team, it's really important to know what types are you working with so that you can best support them so that they feel seen, heard, understood, successful. And then the team overall is successful because everyone is playing the role that really excites them, inspires them. And it's no longer about, well, I work nine to five or I got this and this done. It's more about the team and how, what was able to get done in a short period of time with everyone feeling successful, seen and heard. Oh, it's like we need to rewrite how people do, like how we advertise job posts, you know? It's like not everyone is going to have the same amount of hours, or maybe they do, but what they do in those hours is different. Or, you know, you have to set different expectations. Like you said, maybe if you have a manifesting generator coworker, you might need to be like asking them a few <laughs> few extra times, hey, what about that email? Or what about this project? Or, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, even just like how you're going to phrase your questions and talk to another type. Again, maybe when you talk to a projector, you know, hey, I would really love to get your opinion on this versus maybe a generator is, you know, hey, what did you love about this? You know, just even like the language behind how you can work with somebody else in your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, well, generator types are more uh-huh, uh-huh, like yes and no questions. And then open sacral types are more open-ended questions. Mm, so really like leveraging their strategy for how you interact with them as well. Yes. Mm, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is that the same for collaborations? Like if you're a b- business owner and you're really diving into learning about your human design, do you have advice on how to find aligned mm. collaborations or, you know, how you can f- figure out which type you might need for different seasons of your business, that sort of thing? That's a tricky question because um, it. I, I'm going to just say it, it really depends if they're doing the work. Really mm, depends. That's because so yeah, <laughs> yes, because you can have a manifesting generator or generator or projector, and they're like, okay, well, we would work together. But if they haven't been doing the internal work, uh, deconditioning work for a while, they don't understand their own energy. They're not aware of their energy. Um, it might be hard to bring that in to that relationship. Now with my business partner, we've both been in uh, the human design realm for about four years. So, and before that we both did deconditioning work. Mine was through yoga, hers was through other modality, but we had already done a lot of our deconditioning. 
So for us personally, it's a beautiful experience because we understand um, our types. We understand our profiles. We understand triggers still come up and that we actually work through them. Um, and we're able to um, express them in a way where the other person doesn't get defensive or doesn't, it's like, oh, that, that seems like it's a little trigger for you. Is there something that's coming up? So there's things that come up that we continue to work through each and every day. So there's, there's really no right or wrong answer there. It's just that to work with someone in an intimate relationship, because it's really intimate, you know, there has to be some trust. So doing that deconditioning work, constantly working on yourself, I feel is the most powerful thing in any collaboration. And do you feel like there's a best place to start with that? So maybe someone is familiar with their energy type, their strategy, maybe even starting to learn about their profile and some of those things that we see at the top of the chart. But now they're like, you know what, I do want to do the work. But Miranda, what the heck does deconditioning and do the work actually mean? Can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah, this is actually one of our favorite parts because <laughs> um, it's so powerful because it's deconditioning is really reconnecting. I, I mentioned the chart at the time of your birth and it's like a clean slate. That's the energy of what you are here that you're born with. So the deconditioning is really the process of letting go of everything that you've learned or thought about yourself. So all the beliefs that you've created about yourself, all of the experiences that then created those beliefs about yourself. I can bring um, the G center in, like I have an open G center. So anywhere there's an open area is most likely, it's not the only place, but it is most likely the place that the most deconditioning needs to happen. Because when we take in energies from everybody else, and they're so variable and shifting all the time, we start to create these beliefs about ourselves. So the G center for me, I have an open G center. So I would always get down on myself about why do I change myself every time I'm around a different person? How do I not know who I am? I don't even matter. I don't even know who I am anyway. So there was a lot of identity stuff there. And as soon as I saw the G center was open and I learned what that meant, I had already done yoga and everything for a while. I was like, ah, so no wonder, like I was around different people. I was taking in their energy. It has nothing to do with me not knowing who I am. It had me, I was taking other people's energy around me and I didn't know I was doing that. So now I could release that belief of not mattering, of not knowing who I was and not being enough, all of those because I realized that I, I didn't have consistent energy there. And I actually get to choose and experience that in many ways. So the deconditioning is breaking through all of the beliefs, all of the societal norms, all of that stuff that we keep taking in all the time and really letting that all go. So then you create the life that you truly want to have and be in alignment with your strategy, your type, trusting the process, moving through those triggers rather than keeping those beliefs. Mm, this seems like such a challenging thing to do if you're around other people who are not doing the work because you're, you know, they're going to be giving you or sending you that energy that is you're constantly going to have to be aware of, right? Like I'm thinking again in that traditional 
nine to five corporate America type job where you have probably a, most of your coworkers are not going to even know what human design is. You're actively doing the work and really, you know, trying to assess for your triggers and try to figure out what energy is yours and not. And so how do you set, I guess it's setting a boundary, right? Or how do you work through that? Do you have any advice for that when, you know, you're doing the work, but there's other people that are not around you and you feel like you're constantly picking up on their energy because obviously we'd love to change them but we can't so what could we do in that situation uh so much came up while you were talking um yeah so the first thing is awareness right awareness of where you have the centers where you have open areas so awareness that you do take in other people's energy say the g center the emotional solar plexus the emotions so the awareness first being able to catch that, oh, you know, this morning I was in a very good mood and now I'm at work and I'm like angry and oh, is this my energy or is this someone else's and getting out of that space and asking yourself that. So find some time and space alone. Um, but the biggest thing is it's so interesting that you just brought this up because I'm diving deeper. Um, I'm a, I'll always forever be learning and um, I'm diving deeper into the gene keys um, on my, with human design. Um, and it, this beautiful thing, Richard Rudd says is, you know, um, it only takes one person to change a relationship. So what that means is it doesn't matter if anyone else is doing the work. It's only, it only matters if you're doing the work, because what happens is if you're thinking about your own internal, who you are, you're trying to understand yourself, you're understanding what energy is not yours, what energy is not, is, is yours. And then um, living that energy, then the people around you see the shift in you and then they start shifting. So it only takes one person to do the work. Oh, I love that. And that's just a reframe, right? Of, oh, not, I'm not just throwing myself back in the same situation and have to show up around the same people. And it's kind of, you know what, I'm developing my own tools and my own processes because that energy that you're picking up on could be your coworker next to you, or it could be in a grocery store full of people or in a busy mm -hmm. cafe or anywhere. Right. And so you still need to develop those tools to start to shift your energy. And I love the thought of as you shift, as your vibration changes, as you do the work, you're passing that on to other people, even if they don't know it. Yeah. And you know, it's also great too, because you know, sometimes doing the work can be hard. And sometimes you get tired of it. Like you're like, I'm doing all this work and no one can see this. And there, I see their pattern and they don't see it. But it's like, if you reframe that and you use that, you know, the more work I do on myself and I see I'm getting triggered by them not doing the work, that's a trigger on you. Mm. So that's where you can work. Yeah. So if you continuously do your own work then things start to shift, which is such a gift because like you said, we can't change other people, but we can definitely do our own work. So this is something that we can do continuously to shift our own perspectives, shift our life, shift anything, our relationships in life. Do you have any advice for all of our coaches and nutritionists and practitioners who are working with other people day in and day out and usually in a healing capacity where they're they're really being empathetic and really opening up emotionally opening up and letting this person's energy 
in their aura day in and day out. So do you have any advice for people who are in a service-based business and really how to either set boundaries or really what they should be focusing deeper on in their human design and their chart to learn how to do this deconditioning, but still offer that healing and openness for their clients. Does that make sense? Yeah. The thing that's coming to mind for me, and I still do this as well. I just had a very difficult conversation with my ex. Um, and I did some pranayama breath work because I do a lot of breath technique. Um, so it's really about tuning into your energy first, um, grounding into your energy, noticing if there's anything coming up, if you know that you're going to be around other people, I mean, there's different, definitely techniques of, I mean, I'm sure you've heard like envisioning the bubble around you. So no one can penetrate you penetrate the bubble. Um, I always every day start with an intentional practice for my day, because otherwise I feel like I'm too busy and the day flies by and I really want to be present. So setting an intention for the day, becoming aware of my energy, how am I feeling? If I'm going to be around a lot of people, being able to set boundaries and set kind of like imaginary boundaries in not taking in that energy so that you can stay in your own aura. Um, that is a really great um, example or a great exercise to do if you know that you're around physical people in that time, you know, just creating your own boundaries. This is my energy. I'm calming my mind, my frequency. And then what happens is actually you raise other people's frequency while you do that because they can feel that energy around you. So you may calm people down. Um, I know in yoga also, when I adjusted people, I would shake the energy off my hands. So there's definitely techniques that you can add in to ground and to protect yourself from others' energies. That's a really great tip because I feel that a lot with my with my clients and just even thinking of how you can set up a service-based business, especially for like non-sacral types, right? Who cannot do that eight hours of consistent work with somebody else in their space or, you know, that healing work for eight hours in a row. I think that's a really great tip of just creating that bubble protecting your energy, but also when you have those exchanges, do you feel like maybe they need some downtime in between to do a little bit of their own rituals to release the energy between clients? Or do you feel like that that maybe doesn't matter as much as just at the end of the day? Like, what are your thoughts on that from your experience? I truly believe everyone is different. So um, like being aware of how you feel if you are back-to-back -back clients. Um, if you do feel like, you know what, I can do two clients. Like I know personally, I can, I love doing two clients at it, like back to back. And then I like to have a little bit of space to breathe, to ground, to clear the energy. Um, but everyone is different in that, you know? So I really feel it's um, up to the individual. Mm, of course, because everything is when it comes to human design, right? And I think that's the the fun part is even if you are um, one energy type, there's so many other pieces of your chart that could make yes. you feel slightly different, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like the, the two, four, like the profile, the twos in the profile, like the hermiting away. Um, 
yeah, there's so many different things that's in the chart that you, I like to say it's like layers, right? Um, and I, I remember you saying that some people like to go deep and learn all the things like the gates and everything. And then some just like the strategy and the authority. And really that's the thing with human design. It's whatever you're ready for now. So if you're just ready to start playing around with their strategy and authority, and that feels great and you start feeling things align, then wonderful. Um, if you want to start playing around with your centers and awareness and knowing what's open and what's defined and what that feels like and how it feels in your body when you're around someone that has anxiety or, you know, then you can play around with that. It's not like you have to know all the things to be able to experience. It's actually the opposite. A lot of the time it's the less, you know, and the more you embody that you, you experience the most. Mm, definitely. And in your work, do you still coach people to help them embody that? Or, you know, what's your advice for those who are saying, like, I have the information, but I'm just having trouble with the the work, the actual embodiment or understanding, you know, what that definition means. I know sometimes when you read like a gate description online or something, you're like, what does that even mean? Do you mm -hmm. have thoughts on like people to look for, to work with, or ways to make that feel connected to you? Yeah, I really, for me personally, I feel like um, the layering effect again, um, even if they know the information, they may not understand what it feels like. So like when I work with someone, I always start with type and strategy first, I always give them homework in how to connect with their strategy. What does it look like? What does it feel like? And then once they have a great connection with that, then we go more into the authority and the centers. And then we talk about where there's because the deconditioning is uh, you can't, you can, you can know all this stuff, like with the chart, with the channels and everything. But if you haven't done the deconditioning, you're really not going to get the full potential of it. So when you do the deconditioning of the centers and your beliefs, and then start breaking through all that. So definitely having some support there would be beneficial, whether it be, I mean, it could be a yoga teacher, it could be pranayama, it could be, there's so many healing modalities that you could use with this. Um, and it has to feel good to you, but you can do the deconditioning work. And then after you've worked on that, then dive in to like the channels that you have, then dive into the astrology markers, because then you've already released all of those beliefs. So if it's, if you want to embody it, fully, then I definitely recommend finding support somehow, you know, whatever, whoever you feel aligned with, um, because triggers do come up and sometimes it is hard. And sometimes you feel like you're not going anywhere or sometimes you're not, you feel like you're not doing enough, <laughs> especially as like a, as a manifesting generator, when we go, 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 go. And then it's like, oh, you have to wait. It's like, what? <laughs> so there's even that, cause that's conditioning that we have to go all the time, but really as a manifesting generator, we're fast, but we still have to wait to respond. So since I'm a two, four, I know I get to hermit away and do whatever, go for walks. And I love that. Whereas before I would tell myself, you're not doing anything, you know? So, um, having that support and that guidance to answer those questions, if you really want to fully embody, I feel is important. Mm, yeah. It's like you just finding different little 
permission slips to be yourself again or little like little memories, soul memories of, oh, that's why it feels so good when I hermit away and take a walk. It's like, oh, I'm designed to do that, you know? And since we're talking about dynamics and relationships, it's been so revealing for me and my personal work to learn what my parents and siblings energy types are mm -hmm. and kind of see that reflected in some of my conditioning as well. Do you find that with clients that that's something that comes up a lot for you as well? Oh, yeah. It's so interesting when you think about or when you look at the charts of family members, um, because, you know, we grow up, let's say you grow up in a family unit, a lot of the beliefs you have is because of that family unit. And for me, I believe that was just the way it is. That's the way you're raised. That's what you believe. But now it's like at a deeper level, I understand it's like, oh, well, they believe this because their father has a defined G, they have an open G or so they took in their, the definition of the defined G and is now conditioned by his G, but it wasn't even his fault. He didn't know it. So it's very interesting when you go into that. And also like you always hear, oh, sons always marry their moms or their dads always uh, like the daughters always marry their like people like their dads. And it's interesting because it's not, it's like the energy of their mom. You know, so a lot of the chart of the wife is like the energy of the mom. So what happens is they feel safe and comfortable in that space because that's what they grew up in, but they didn't, they're not aware of that. So it's so interesting when you look at things from that perspective. Oh, that is so cool. And then again, you know, that extra layer is okay, but are, is that person even truly living their design, right? Exactly. Like what's their conditioning? And then what were their parents' charts? And oh my gosh, it's like so tied to our, our like our DNA and our lineage as well. So that's so cool. Yeah, and that goes again back to um, when we do our work though, we unravel the DNA and the binding of the karma of past and future. Yes. So the work that we do personally, it's not only for... Um, who we surround ourselves with now, but it's for our ancestors. It's for our future generations as well, because, you know, if you unravel some of your DNA, let's say, and you have a child, that egg is already inside of you. So they already have all of your experiences that you've already had. So they can experience some of the traumas that you've had, even when you were a kid, because you had those eggs. It's just so it's everything is intertwined. And when you can see it, it makes so much more sense. At least it did for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, this has been so amazing. Like, I've just loved this discussion. And if someone's lit up by this conversation and maybe they feel called to reach out and see what you're up to and maybe even just to watch you in your MG energy or to work with you, where's the best place to get in touch with you? Mm, thank you. Um, my website, miranda Mitchell. Com. Um, that's a great way. And of course, social, uh, Miranda J. Mitchell, uh, Instagram. I do also want to um, mention that my business partner and I, uh, we have an academy, Align Living Academy, and we actually have a certification for coaches and pre professionals and leaders to bring human design into their businesses. And the reason we have done this is because, um, we have decided we're only two people and we cannot create the impact that we truly want if we did it individually. So we want to support others and uplift them so they can bring it into their containers. So we create a huge impact in the world through human design. 
Oh, that's so awesome. So if you want to learn more about human design, or if you are up for that next level of using it in your own business and becoming someone who can use it with their clients, definitely reach out to Miranda and I'll make sure all of the show notes um, or all the links are inside the show notes for you so that you can get in touch with her. Thank you again so much for sharing your time and your energy with us. Thank you so much for having me. I love the conversation today. Thank you. Wait, before you go, I wanted to say thanks for listening to the Magnetic Business Podcast. You can join the business building conversations over on Instagram at The Magnetic Business Coach. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. We put out new episodes each week. If you're interested in booking a coaching call with me or enrolling in one of my business courses, you can do that directly on the website, LexiSparrow.com. And by the way, have you had a chance to leave a review for the podcast yet? Podcast reviews help us connect to more like-minded people just like you, and they help me grow the show. It only takes a few minutes of your time. When you leave a five-star rating with a positive review over on Apple Podcasts for the Magnetic Business Podcast, you are automatically entered to win a 25-minute business breakthrough coaching call with me. Don't forget to email hello at LexiSparrow.com when you do leave a review because this lets me get in touch with you when your name is pulled in the draw. Just a reminder, your name stays in until you win.